0: Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital
1: citizen. Another digital citizen. <laughs>
2: And uh, gentlemen, welcome to another Digital Citizen with the, one of your hosts, Pro Toothache Nygard. That is me. With me, I have Luke. I hopefully don't have toothache. I don't have a
1: toothache, no. Mm. I'm okay. really, I have, I'm, I guess genetically, I'm really lucky when it comes to teeth. Genetically happy? I guess so. I mean, I've never really had a a lot of problems with my teeth. No. Mm. I mean, I know a lot of other people seem to, like, have... It it seems genetic to me, because some people I know just have constant problems with their teeth, and other people just don't have any problems with their teeth, hardly at all. You know what I mean? Like, the biggest problem I ever had was getting my wisdom teeth removed, which is, like, a pretty normal, like, everybody... Most people do that, right? So... Right. I don't know if I told you this story
2: before. Before before I moved to Lillehammer, uh, I, when I lived in Oscar, uh, I had a like a, a, like a, a dentist there uh, that was taking one of my tooth downstairs, and <laughs> uh, she was putting everything like was right, so I didn't feel anything. Okay, uh, but she didn't get tooth out. So she had, actually had to stand in in the like in the dentist chair and like leverage her weight to get the tooth out. So
1: it actually broke my jaw. <laughs> and you were awake when it happened. Yeah, I was gonna say, how did you, yeah. that was that was so
2: painful. That is the most painful thing I have ever ever experienced in my entire life. I think
1: I feel like you could. Have po- possibly there could have been some kind of liability for her breaking her job, but okay, probably
2: yeah. yeah. in 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 United States, I probably would. have gotten a lot of money here in Norway. I would gotten a, oh okay. <laughs> I,
1: I guess so. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, yeah. You used you used uh, a dentist that the, the state have to pay for, and now you're suing the dentist. The state the state is paying for sure. We're giving you a lot of
1: money for that. Sure. It seems, it seems like there must be some kind of malpr. I mean, standing up on the chair like that—that's like something out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something.
2: <laughs> know, it looked like like
1: like that. Yeah. No. So when I was
2: at my new dentist, like I, I, she asked me why I had a fear for dentists, and I told her that story, and she's like, "Yeah, I totally understand that." <laughs> <laughs> I will be careful. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not very I'm ve- not very in love with, with dentists. I think dentists uh, really are like uh, sadomasochists. I-, I don't think you you can uh, have that uh, kind of work without being a
1: sadomasochist.
2: mac ma- 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 <laughs> That was hard to say.
1: I I I don't know. Uh, I would hate like. like, I think mouth, teeth, and mouths are kind of gross. I would be grossed out to be a dentist. So I kind of I give them respect for that because like for me it would be I don't know just gross. What would your least favorite
2: like part of the
1: body would be? Would you be a, a foot doctor? I hate feet. I don't mind feet. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. yeah. No, feet is... I think a mouth, mouth is grosser to me than feet. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's the mm. obvious uh, backdoor doctor. That would be probably, like, the worst doctor to sure. be right, but...
2: Yeah, yeah. Put the finger up to my bottom, doctor. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, what, what What? kind of uh, uh, thing are, are they looking for? The prostate, right?
1: I mean, there's probably all different yeah. kinds of things that that type of doctor uh, deals with that I don't even know about, but that's, sure. like, the main one everybody thinks of, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I remember first time I checked that.
1: <laughs>
2: it's not something you forget, you <laughs> see. You go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh, <laughs> is that where that figure is supposed to be? <laughs> Anyway, um, let's go into the news. Uh, former CDC head says COVID uh, created uh, was created in the lab. We're going to watch a video of that, but um, maybe you will explain it to the listeners.
1: Uh, right, the former CDC head, Robert Redfield, uh, he was the head for uh, the head of the CDC for Trump. Right, so his former this is right. former. Uh, CDC director, so we'll just listen to what he has to say, and then we'll talk about what people's reaction to him saying this on CNN, so give give me countdown. In three, two,
0: one, what? If I was to guess, this virus started transmitting somewhere in September, October in Wuhan. September, October? That's my own view. It's an only opinion. I'm allowed to have opinions now. You know, I am of the point of view that I still think the most likely... The etiology of this pathogen in Wuhan was from a laboratory, um, you know, escaped. Uh, Other people don't believe that. That's Mm. fine. Science will eventually figure it out. It's not unusual for respiratory pathogens that are being worked on in a laboratory to infect a laboratory worker.
2: It's not? That is
3: true. Well, if you work work with it, no. ...to be occurring in Wuhan. The city is a widely known center for viral studies in China including the wuhan institute of virology which has experiments.
1: right this is what the place he's talking about obviously
3: coronaviruses right it is a remarkable where they look like, like we're having here because people. you are the former cdc director and you were the director at the time this was all happening for the first time the former cdc director is stating publicly Redfield. that he believes this pandemic started months earlier than we knew and that it originated not at a wet market but inside a lab in China. These are two significant things to say, Dr. Redfield.
0: That's not implying any intentionality.
1: Right, so he's saying they didn't... doesn't think they did it on purpose, that it might have just been an accident
0: that it got out. I do not believe this somehow came from a... Someone sneezed on the
1: back. <laughs> and at that moment in time, no, he's I saying he doesn't thinking, believe it came from a bat, right? It one of the yeah, no, I was thinking from the lab to the
0: bat for human to human transmission. Normally, when a pathogen goes from a zoonotic to human, it takes a while for it to figure out how to become more and more efficient in human to human transmission.
3: Oh, I just never don't thought think
0: this much. makes biological sense.
3: So, in the lab, do you think that that process of becoming more efficient was happening is that what you were suggesting Yeah.
0: let's just say i have coronavirus that i'm working on most of us in the lab we're trying to grow virus we try to help make it grow better and better and better and better and better and better so we can do experiments and figure out about it that's that's the way i put it together okay that that is very interesting
1: so that's what i mean obviously uh, most people that are talking about this guy are referring to him as Trump's former CDC director, which automatically putting the name Trump before it, uh, invalidates anything he has to say from. Right.
2: Yeah, because everything that Trump touches dies.
1: Right. So nobody's taking this seriously, including Anthony Doctor Anthony Fauci, top advisor to Biden on coronavirus, said. He did not believe that coronavirus originated in a Chinese laboratory for studying pathogens, appearing to contradict uh, the remarks made by the former head of CDC, Robert Redfield. uh, On CNN, just hours before a coronavirus task force, Uh, CDC director to the Trump administration reignited this claim. Uh, Instead, uh, Oh right, Biden has tried to frame China as a formidable foe, but is not is but is it is not an existential threat. Uh, continue calls press Beijing to find the source of the virus.
2: It's kind of interesting because uh, uh, today, uh, before the show, uh, I saw a documentary on HBO called "The Last Cruise" about uh, the cruise ship that was. Uh, outside uh, the China uh, border, uh, Queen Mary or Qu- Queen Diane or something like that. Do you remember that cruise ship where everybody got sick? There was a bunch of cruise ships that that happened. Right. So uh, this was like was the main one that everybody was talking about. That it was like people were getting like shut uh, indoors and things like that. And uh, following that, uh, it reminded me of how fragile the society was in the beginning of the coronavirus. And I don't really, I don't know if I care if it was created uh, and got loose by mistake or if it was from uh, someone eating a bat. Like, does it really matter?
1: Again, uh, we've had this discussion before, I feel like uh, it does matter because it matters how we react to it. If it came from one place, then we can go, okay, well, we need to look out for these same type of things in animals in the future. But if it came from a lab, then we can go, all right, That that is the issue and we need to keep an eye on that. Instead of keeping an eye sure. on uh, n- new diseases jumping from animals to humans, that's not something that we sure. really need to worry about as much because it's not... Where the virus came from, right? So there is uh, serious implications, and if it did come from some lab, um, that lab could also have information as as to how to help cure it, right? Here's what I think. I think like what what would
2: what would the lab uh, experiment on rats and other pests? Could they do? some testing on... This is China. Uh, a
1: bat? Well, okay. China. I I, I'm Sorry. thinking they have as as lax rules for testing on animals as you could possibly think of, but I, I could be wrong. Right. So they could be testing on any so, number of animals. I don't yeah, know what the, and, what your point is, but...
2: Well, my point is, could they have been tested on the,
1: on the bat and that got loose and that's how it... You're still stuck got? on this bat thing that's been around for, like, a year and there's no proof that anything had anything to do with a bat. Like I, like in this article, they're not, not even talking about bats, right? All right. All right. Fauci says the virus was actually circulating in China f- likely for months before they were, before they click clinically recognized it. Uh, if that were the case, the virus could have adapted itself to greater efficiency and transmit, uh, transmobility over that period. Right. So when he was saying, like, oh, it's, it would have, ha- there would have had to have been a time period for it to, like, it m- become more efficient to jump from one species to another. And Dr. Fauci is saying it's possible that it did that w- in a few months, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about. But the World Health Organization also says uh, the transmission from the virus uh, was through from animals to humans and extremely unlikely. Uh, a lab leak is extremely unlikely, is what they're. So, multiple groups coming out against what this guy said, like, right after he said it.
3: Hmm. Yeah,
2: I will get. I guess time will show who was right.
1: Or we'll never find out, which is more likely to be. no. Yes. Right. probably. Uh, GC Max News. Uh, she faces new charges. Uh,. It's looking like uh, they're going to expand the case against her. You know, as prosecutors uh, said on Monday they're expanding a criminal case against her, saying the British socialite helped procure a fourth underage girl for Jeffrey Epstein. An amend, uh, oh, an amended indictment against Maxwell now covers crimes that stretch from 94 to 2004 mm. in New York and Florida including accusation, accusations she paid a girl known as Minor 4, hundreds of dollars for each sexual act with Epstein. Uh, the girl was 14 when this happened. Maxwell, who's Epstein's longtime associate, faces new charges, sex trafficking, conspiracy, and sex trafficking of a minor in eight, with eight counts in, in the indictment. So those are added to the, earl, the earlier charges. So what... One big thing about these new charges is they're charging her not as like an accomplice to Epstein, but she's con- mm. she's now considered like the uh, the head of the group, if uh, in conspiracy terms, if that makes sense.
2: Right, that makes totally sense for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that that means the charges will be hard, there the sentence will be harder against her if if she does. Uh, get sentenced for this um, because they were charging her as I was to understand as like an accomplice to him like she was like you know the number two she was she wasn't necessarily the, the person doing it all but now it's looking like they have found more evidence that maybe she was more involved in not so much an accomplice right well
2: she's always going to try to downplay her role in this because she would be not interested in giving them evidence of her her, her being in, in charge at all.
1: It also says they uh, the prosecution plan to turn over a large amount of evidence including statements from over 250 witnesses related to the investigation of Epstein. So mm. that's going to come out sometime soon I guess.
2: Uh, if I say Rolls-Royce to you, what country do you think of the first?
1: I, I don't really, to be honest. <laughs> really? I think of, like, British royalty.
2: R- Rolls-Royce. Like, Britain. Really? No. It's very, like... Yeah, Rolls-Royce. It, like... It, they had... All the Queen's cars are
1: Rolls-Royce and things like that. I think of... Trisha Paytas land is what I think of when I think of Rolls-Royce. <laughs> Do I need to flash you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Norway blocks Rolls-Royce's plans to sell engine maker to Russia. This is interesting. Uh, Norway will block Rolls-Royce from selling uh, Norwegian maritime engine maker to Russian companies on national security grounds. It's just a small uh, minister told Parliament on Tuesday blocking off uh, the deal is a blow for Rolls-Royce who was aiming to raise two billion pounds or approximately two point seventy six billion dollars from uh, this small by parts as a plan to recover from the pandemic based on uh, the Norwegian West Coast and owned by uh, British Rolls-Royce. Uh, for more than uh, 20 years, Bergen Engines supplies NATO members, Norway's Navy, as well as the global shipping industry. Uh, and why do you think this is, Luke? Or I don't have to uh, speculate uh, about that uh, at all.
1: No. It says uh, on March 9th, it- Oh, Norway on March 9th said it had temporarily suspended uh, the sale. We have sufficient information to conclude that it is necessary to prevent the company company from being sold to a group controlled from a country which we do not have security cooperation, said Justice Minister Monica Mayland, uh, part of the center-right party. It says relations between Norway and Russia uh, gradually have improved... Uh, since after the Cold War era, but suffered a setback in 2014 when Moscow annexed Crimea. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, and it had kind of a, a breakdown when we supported everything the United States does and bow for them and let them do anything they want in our country.
1: And just also just building up troops on the border. <laughs> yeah, those kind of right.
2: things.
1: Yeah. it's also that. But yeah, no...
2: I I think it's I think this is one of the most interesting things that has happened in Norway, and nobody is talking about it. Look, no, not one fucking paper, not on the news. Like it's a non-talked-about case uh, in Norway, and I find that very very interesting because. The reasons why they don't want to sell this to to Russia is so fucking obvious, and it's so fucking like unnecessary. Like, I don't, I yeah, I, I don't like
1: this at all. I yeah, it's maritime engines, so you would assume that they're going to be used for ships, and I guess they're right. Norway is assuming it's going to be. Uh, Military, shifts? military ships? I, yeah. I guess that's what their oh. assumption is, but there's no indication mm. as to that being oh. the case, but that's what they're suggesting, it seems like. More than suggesting. <laughs> yeah, that's more or less what they're saying. Right. And, uh, I, well, uh, I mean, they didn't directly say it. They said uh, security well, reasons, which, yeah, okay. Uh,
2: the technology processed by Bergen engines and the engines they produce would. Uh, being a significant military strategic in interest in Russia and would have boosted Russian military ca- capabilities uh, the Norwegian government said in the statement so
1: yeah but then uh, yeah. That's again assuming that they're going to use them for military capabilities and not just right just build a cruise ship or something
2: <laughs> right yeah we, they don't have any proof uh, just like they don't have any proof that Russia hacked us Right. They're just fucking assuming. I hate this. Like, this is creating more tension than it needs to be. Again, and people's jobs are at stake. Like, fucking hell. They would rather this company go uh, bankrupt and not do anything
1: than sell it to Russia. Isn't that awful? I mean, that's what it seems like to me. Because that's the whole reason they're trying to sell this part of the company is because they're. They're because of the pandemic. They're running out of money, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: and Rolls Royce said we're not in. Uh, we do not intend to retain the business. We will be seeking assistance of the Norwegian government to swiftly find another option, which can provide Bergen Engines and its people with investments required for the future and the Royal Swedes with their appropriate outcome. So they don't have money and don't have interest in doing this. So, why is the Norwegian government and and like this is a British-based company? Why is the Norwegian government like at all like stopping them? Like well, no, this, so... th-
1: this specific part of it is in is based in Bergen. So it sure like it's, it's based in Bergen. Yes, this is the. But it is... This is not. I'm assuming that the Rolls Royce. Uh, Maritime Engine Company and the Rolls-Royce Car Company are two separate entities. I'm but
2: guessing so as well, yes.
1: They're under the same umbrella, and that's why uh, that's why it's not related, right? Right.
2: But yeah, no, this is stupid. and uh, Norway should stop interfering in things like this. Uh, let's go to the United States. Uh, Hi, friend firefighter said police did not allow her to help George Floyd on the scene this is big news
1: the trial of uh, Derek Chauvin uh, started last week or uh, this week I guess a uh, firefighter what? who gave I eye- know it was last week firefighter who gave eyewitness testimony Tuesday at a yeah, former uh, Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin's trial said police did not allow her to give life-saving aid to George Floyd uh, Genevieve? Yeah, that's what it. Is. Genevieve Hansen yeah, said
3: Genevieve.
1: that when she arrived on scene, she saw officers leaning over his body and appeared to be pressing a majority of their weight on him. He was not moving, she, she said uh, of Floyd. The first thing that concerned me was his face was, uh, like, smushed into the ground and swollen. Hansen upon uh, said upon identifying herself to oh as a Minneapolis firefighter to uh, officer Thao she was warned not to get involved in this situation Um, he said something along the lines of if you're really a Minneapolis firefighter you know better than to get involved she said wow yep he probably didn't have to die Luke
2: that is the sad truth of this
1: uh, yeah, it's just the firefighter said that she became worried that he wasn't going to believe me and not let me help. Uh, she continued, that's not right. That's exactly what I should have done. There was no medical assistance on the scene. I got there and I could have given medical as- assistance and that's exactly what I should have done.
2: Yeah, and I, I'm sure she feels super guilty about
1: that. Well, she didn't. I mean... the. Police have guns. It's not like she could have just rushed in there and like right. pushed, pulled the guy out. Like they would have, <laughs> they would have taken yeah. her out too, right? So, yeah. Uh, not if she wasn't black? Probably. But this is going to be an ongoing story. This is just the biggest thing that came out of the trial so far, of yeah. like the testimony. And there's a lot more testimony happening. Uh, and we'll end up, who knows when we're going to get a result out of this, but um, hopefully we get a satisfying uh, result. Yep. Uh,
2: What is also not satisfying is uh, Myanmar death tolls top 500 as protesters
1: defied junta. Uh, the security f- forces in Myanmar have killed at least 510 civilians in two months, uh, ad- advocacy groups had said Monday. Uh, thousands of people took to the streets again, uh, despite a growing toll. Uh, 14 civilians were killed Monday, the AAPP said. It also updated figures in previous days. Uh, on Saturday, it was the bloodiest day of the few months, this last Saturday, uh, 141 people were killed last Saturday in Myanmar by security forces. Jesus Christ. Uh, It says here, insurgents from different ethnic groups have battled the central government for decades uh, for greater autonomy, though these groups have agreed a ceasefire. Fighting has flared up in recent days between the armed forces and these groups. So, like, there already were insurgents in the area that had kind of... There was a... Mm. A peace had been uh, called and now the civilians are starting to go to these armed militias and insurgents and be like, hey, we need your help. And now it's right. becoming a full-on civil war.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I said some weeks ago, which country will be the first to win here? It seems like uh, this is uh, an atrocious uh, a dictator kind of uh, thing that's going on in Myanmar and uh, maybe the society should open their eyes for this because 500 people die just because they're
1: protesting something it seems a very very high number it says the White House has condemned the killings of civilians as abhorrent and has and called for the UN uh, Secretary General Antonio Guterres uh, to urge Myanmar generals to stop the killings. So right. the that, w- that the U.S.'s definitely. stance is, "Hey, UN, it's your problem." Right. right. Yeah, do something about it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's
2: it's awful. Uh, hey, uh, Mormons don't like porn. Uh, they hate porn. To be honest. Uh, Also, interesting fact about that documentary I saw. uh, There was a Mormon couple on there, and they worked with sex and uh, 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 porn addiction. Uh, I guess they are very happy now, because Utah governor signs legislation requiring porn filters on cell phones, Luke. This is the most stupid thing I have ever ever heard of.
1: The bill is aimed at establishing a filter... Sorry. The bill is aimed at establishing filter requirements and enforcement for tablets and smartphones. Uh, activated mm-hmm. in the state on or after January 1st uh, of the year, the measure takes effect according to its text. Uh, manufacturers that don't abide by the law could face a $10 for each violation with a cap of 500 Wait. Manufacturers.
2: So
0: what?
1: Like people what? who make the phones. <laughs>
2: So, like, so, like, Sony Ericsson, Samsung, Apple.
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, It says at least five other states have to pass the measure for it to take effect, however. So this is not going to happen, Fro. This is not going to fucking Apple. Oh, by the way, the governor of Utah is Spencer Cox. And he's, (laughs) he's putting forward an anti- Porn bill, by the way, His name's Spencer Cox. I'm going to bet you a thousand dollars he's a Mormon. Uh, well, he wouldn't have got elected if he wasn't a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> so I can that's guarantee funny. you that that's true. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> but yeah, no. I, this uh, this when I saw this, I was like, "What the fuck? How?" Like, I was thinking, let's say. You're from outside of Utah, right? Okay. And you, you move into Utah. Do you have to have this on your cell phone if, if you're moving into Utah after the 1st of January?
1: No, it says, like how I, it says yeah. only phones activated in Utah after that date. So it has to be right. active. If you if you get the phone activated outside the state, then you don't have to do right. this. So you could just so, drive out, out of state... <laughs> Buy a phone yes. and then come back to Utah, yes.
2: Yes, <laughs> that was my point. Wouldn't this be very, very, very hard to regulate?
1: Um. Yes and no. I mean, uh, it's Utah, so a lot of people who are there are Mormons and are just going to be like, yeah, that's cool. Sure. Uh, like, I, yeah. I don't look at porn anyways. And then other oh, right. other people. I mean, it's not Utah's not tiny. Uh, you'd have to drive out of state. It, it'd be a big hassle to go out of state to go just buy a phone, right? So, yeah, because uh,
2: uh, Mormons totally don't watch porn. Numb.
1: I don't believe that, but sure. <laughs> Me neither. I've known some Mormons in my day, and I'm pretty sure they watch porn. <laughs> I was a Mormon, and I did watch one.
2: Uh, Hey, remember when we had that Eurovision song that was kind of satanic? Well, she has gotten her pair of shoes, (laughs) Luke. Nike's shoes are little mass Satan shoes with human blood in the
1: soles. Yeah, Nike is filing a federal trademark infringement lawsuit against the company that released the shoes. Mischief is a company known for creating controversial and viral products already. Uh, They confirmed Sunday that the shoes contained a drop of human blood inside, uh, drawn from the members of the team. 666 pairs of the Nike shoes, uh, Mm -hmm. priced at $1,018. That's kind of a rant. Why is the 18 there? That's so random. Uh, Sold out uh, shortly after they went on sale Monday. Wasn't it Luke eighteen or something one nineteen? I don't know. It said right there ten eighteen. What about it?
0: Yeah,
1: I think maybe it it is Luke eighteen. Ten 1018. What? <laughs> I think the the
2: uh, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a um. Re, what do you call it? A reference to to. Uh, the, the the Bible
1: verse you're talking about. What is the blood? I, I'm so confused no. as to what you're talking about. <laughs> the price. The oh, price. the price. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like what? What? Okay. Uh,
2: and he and he has done kind of things uh, with, like this before. He had a shoe that was black. Uh, Filled with a drop of uh, blessed water, and Nike didn't stop him. It's this that he he has Satan shoes uh, that they are putting in line under. Like he could do it with the breath, the uh, drop of holy water, but a drop of human blood. No, no,
1: there we. I it. think you're again confused because that was not little Nod- X that did that. It was the t- mischief team made a shoe right. that wasn't involving little Nod- X... At all whatsoever, mischief. Oh, I but, thought
0: I was it him.
1: No, he. This was oh. the only thing he did worked with them on. That was something else, that was kind of related or whatever. But uh, that did not involve Little X, the rapper.
2: But they didn't sue Little uh, Nas. They sued the company, right? I think both.
1: Oh,
0: both. Okay.
1: Uh, um, yeah, what? it says Nike filed. Lawsuit over Little Nas X Satan shoes. Uh, um yeah, maybe it, it says. Oh yeah, little Little Nas X was not named as a defendant. So yeah, you were right.
2: Right. Yeah, I was thinking that that they just sued the company, and if they didn't sue, I think it was the Satan thing that kind of put them over. I would hope problem. he
1: would have their back a little bit. Uh, yeah. In the in the in the case that like he was the reason they got sued. I mean, this is Nike, right? They're gonna they've they've got lawyers to screw you over. Nike's gonna win yeah. if they go to if yeah. they go to a court case, right? Oh yes.
2: Uh, military spy agency accused of stiff arming investigators on UFO sightings. What is this all about, Luke?
1: Uh, don't expect the feds to share what they know anytime. Up. About recent uh, UFO sightings, some military and spy agencies are blocking or simply ignoring efforts to catalog uh, unidentified aerial, aerial phenomenon, according to multiple current and former government officials. Uh, as a result, the Biden administration is going to delay a much-anticipated UFO public report to Congress. The Senate Why? Intelligence Committee has asked the Director of National Intelligence to work with the Defense Department to provide... A public accounting by June 25th on unexplained sightings of advanced aircraft and drones that have re- been reported by military personnel. Um, but those advising the investigation are advocating for significant more time and resources to retrieve information from these agencies that, in some cases, have shown reluctance, if not outright resistance, to sharing this classified information. They worry that without high-level okay. involvement, it would be in difficult to compel these agency, agencies to release what they have uh, for the investigation.
2: Do, 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 do,
3: do, do.
1: X-Files. Sure. I, I,
3: yeah.
1: I This is very X-Files because it's very much like uh, they've been directed these intelligence agencies have been specifically directed to give this information to, to this team of investigators right. and they're refusing to, it's like you're, you're required to do this, but they're saying, no, we're just not going to do it. Even though that's like literally our job.
2: <laughs> so for new listeners uh, of this podcast, we sometimes do a soda review when Luke uh, finds something interesting. And Luke has definitely found something interesting this week, because according to a news article that I have read, Pepsi Mango is the brand's first uh, permanent flavor cola in five years. So this is something they have uh, working hard on, it seems like.
1: Uh, when I saw this, was like a like a limited time beverage in 2019. They came out with this for a okay. few months and it was like a limited edition mango Pepsi. Uh, and, but now they've come out with both the mango regular Pepsi edition and Pepsi zero sugar, which is basically like Pepsi max American v- version, wow. uh, both mango flavored. It's beginning March 22nd. So last week is when this first came out. Um, Pepsi Mango will be available in stores in 12 ounce and 20 ounce bottles and I got a 20 ounce bottle I did not even know this was coming out and I just happened to be at the gas station and saw it in the in the case so I was like fuck it we'll do it for the show you know what I mean
0: (laughs) yes
2: I'm very happy when you think that it makes my day uh, very fun
1: okay so let's try this out open it up ow (laughs) Uh, I am sitting here
2: with a normal Pepsi Max, uh, so we're keeping the brand.
1: Whoa, that is very mangoey. When I smell very it, very mangoey. It smells okay. like a. It actually smells like a real mango, and it doesn't oh. smell. I don't really smell Pepsi, and because I know what Pepsi Max. You know. Yeah. This just smells. It's kind of the. It's kind of dispersing, like as. As it sits, but... When I first Mm. opened it, it was like this super intense mango smell. Alright, let's try it out. Does it smell artificial? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, now he's taking a little sip for us. Um... Yeah, it tastes... It almost tastes peach-like. It's got a peachy, mango-y kind of flavor. It's definitely mango. I... Hmm. Uh, That is, is it, uh, that's weird. a lot of carbonation? Um, not as much as Pepsi, I would say. Not as much as Pepsi right. Max. It's a little less, but uh, still a decent amount. Right. I don't... It's, you taste more mango than you do cola. It's like the mango is the first thing that hits when you drink it. Right. You get all, all this mango flavor right up front. hits, like, the front of your tongue. And then mm-hmm. after, you, like, you swallow it, and then, uh, like still mango, still mango, and now I'm starting to get a cola Pepsi kind of flavor, like, way after aftertaste of cola. Uh, does the mango taste at
2: all uh, artificial or does it smell... I mean, uh, slightly.
1: It... I mean, it... there's okay. You can tell it's not, like, quite mango. That's why I said, like, it's got a peachy... Uh, all, but peach and mango kind of have a similar taste, but... Yeah, they do. Yeah. Or cro- close. It definitely... It scarily tastes... Like a real fruit, like scarily well, uh, because I know it's not a real fruit, right? So right, yeah,
2: (laughs) because that would be very, very expensive.
1: Right. I mean, kind of. uh, It kind of tastes like if, like a, if you were to take like a mango iced tea and mix it with Mm -hmm. a with a Pepsi, is what it kind of tastes like. Okay. Let's see if I'm gonna check the ingredients and see if this actually contains any real mango. You know what I mean? Like any mango I will flavoring. Lord, if it does, <laughs> it does not. No. No. <laughs> Would
2: sh- shock me if it did.
1: Mm. I mean, it's an interesting gimmick. Um, this is this is a good like if you need something caffeinated. Uh, yeah. It's good for, like, a summer... It's got a very summery, like like I said, iced tea kind of feeling to it when I drink it. Um, yeah. So for summer, I would recommend this for sure, especially if you want something caffeinated. I don't think I'd buy, like, a 12-pack of this, but it's something that it would be cool to have, like, just every once in a while, like, just to change it up. Uh, you wouldn't be angry if you got it for free. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um... Wow, that, that mango flavor is really... It's kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd give this a, a 7. It's pretty good, actually.
2: 7 out of 10. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a
1: pretty high recommend. I really want this. Yeah, I, I was expecting I really really the, it to be way more artificial tasting. I was expecting there to be, yeah. like, the... Mango to be more subtle, and then Pepsi yeah. taste to be more, you know, just regular Pepsi, and then with, like, kind of a mango, uh, a hint of mango, you After know what taste, I mean? yeah. Or right. aftertaste, yeah, one or the other. But this is, yeah. like, up front with the mango, and then the Pepsi is the aftertaste, which is very weird. Did you, uh, do you think Trum likes mango? Who doesn't like mango?
2: I don't know. But he is going to tell the truth Oh, let the hell
3: start. This is Trump Trump tells the truth. Now has been one year anniversary. Yeah, one year anniversary for this fucking pandemic. Well 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 one year, one year. Maybe it started a little before March. But again, when the shit show started really was March last year in 2020. I had all my plans going. I was working in culture sector, or like bars and pubs and so on, and I was going to play a play on the stage. I was sitting that day in the government building in Bergen. Yeah, I'm sitting, sitting, city councillor. So we were we were asked to go home. We were asked to go home in the middle of a meeting because of restrictions and the government and so fucking on. This is one year in. And I'm not scared because I know it's gonna go well. Have been pandemic before and have been shit shows before. But this one's a little special. Two people I know have sort of have a mental breakdown because of it. I thought during this pandemic I'm gonna get more contact with some of my family. I have less. Yes, we have more phones and shit than ever but we're more isolated than ever. What scares me is not that our mental health is about to break down any minute. It is that we don't seem to learn anything. We've tried to say that this sickness came from a laboratory or something like that, but we all know where it come from. Our invasion of nature and that we never fucking learn. People are dying like flies in Brazil right now. And more people are going to die. And people are going to start moving. And all and right, nationals are going to work, wake up. And things are going to go a fuck a lot worse than it is now. And that's climate change. If you haven't learned anything from this crisis when people start to die, how far into the climate change, climate hell, will we go before we learn that? Or something we have to do about, something about I have no hope for the futures anymore. I just live day by day. I'm happy if I wake up and not have pain. I take all the small happy moments I can get. I check my count just to see if I have enough money. I just go to Facebook to see that anybody gives a shit. I don't know why I do it. I don't have to do it, but I do, like millions of millions of other. We feel hopeless because there's not really any shit we can do, and we know that all around there are people around us who always says they want to change, but never change at all. This is the fucking end of the road. So what can we do? Well, I've been for 6-7 years now telling you what to do and give suggestions and so on. But being honest, just let the fucking bloody revolution start. Let this be the last days. Let us fucking sh- eat the rich, burn down the fucking buildings, and do what the fuck we want. This is not gonna get better. We don't need. We don't need waiting, progressive movement, and shit like that. What we need is a fucking total mayhem. So fucking hard that maybe half of us would die and the rest of the half will learn something. Yeah, this can be used against me, I know. But that's how I feel. This is something a lot of people feel. And as those feelings is lying under there, the more passive people get over a longer time, it sometimes bursts out in anger. And at that anger, when it suddenly bursts into flames, we should be worrying about. But nobody are. are we are talking like? We can solve this, but we can't. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice fucking evening.
2: Thank you, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. It is good to, he- to hear you. Yes. TV round, Luke. I will start this
1: week with Dota, Dragon's Blood. I saw this came uh, out. I wasn't going to watch it. That's not my cup of tea, but what do you think?
2: I have. I had zero interest in this. Uh, I kind of wanted to watch it just to say that I had watched it, to be honest. Uh, I don't, especially like manga or anything like that. I'm
1: just not a big fan of, I like, n- dragons and things like that.
2: Right. And I have never, ever played Dota in my entire life. I know right. it's a game. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's more or less or what I know about it. So, yeah, no, I went into this n- nearly negative, I would say. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's surprisingly good. Uh, if you like Game of Thrones, but you, you want it to be uh, animation style instead of normal style, I right. mean... a cartoon. It's, it's, yeah, it's a cartoon version of, of Game of Thrones, more or less. But... I, I Yeah, like I said, I have very, very, very low expectations, and that's what maybe why it surprised me to be as good as a 6.5, actually.
1: Okay, I saw uh, Q into the Storm, which you saw last week, I think. Yeah. I, I had to check this out since I saw the other version, and you, you were like, this is way better. Uh, and it, this so, one yeah. definitely is better. I, I think it was Vice, I want to say, who did the other documentary, right? I think so, yeah. Right. Um, and this one was done by HBO. It's much better. It's much more in-depth. Uh, yeah. they, it, they actually interviewed the people that the other documentary was like, we could not get these people to, to interview. This documentary mm-hmm. was mainly focused on those people that that documentary couldn't interview, right? <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It definitely And it didn't really go off on all these weird tangents like the other one did. Um, the other yeah. documentary, there was this whole sidetrack about uh, Cicada 30, 3301 that in the end of the wow. documentary had nothing to do with their conclusion at all. It was just like a waste of space in the documentary. This everything kind of uh, culminated, but then also he made a lot of jumps in logic to make his conclusion at the end, I would I would say. What do you think?
2: Yeah, well, I, I guess so, yeah.
1: Like, because okay. this guy ran a porn site at one point, this that means his personality is this way or whatever. Um, right. Yeah, I. I there was I, a lot I, of kind of jumping did. from like, oh, here's some evidence, and so now I'm going to conclude that this happened because of that a piece of evidence. Sure. And some of it, it was not always a fully logical jump to me, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Uh, but you
2: you liked it, you said?
1: Yeah, I'll give it a seven. It's still really good information and way better than the other yeah. documentary.
2: Hey, look. Did you like the original Mighty Ducks uh, uh, movies? Uh,
1: when I was a kid, but then you look back at them yeah. and they're really awful. They
2: are very awful. Guess what? Uh, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers came to Disney Plus this week. Uh, because that's what you really, really want, is a reboot of The Mighty Ducks. Uh, I can tell you I didn't want it. I really, really don't know why I bothered to watch an episode of this.
3: I don't know. Uh,
2: It is awful. It is one of the worst shows on Disney Plus I have ever seen, and that's saying something. Uh, I will give it a one...
1: And Uh, they stay clean? It's clear... It's clearly, like... They're going for the demographic of, like... Nostalgia. Yeah, well, not only nostalgia. It's, like, the parents that are, like, kind of my age, where I was, like, uh, you know, 30 to 40-something parents right now who have kids Mm. who are at the age that when they were a kid were watching Mighty Ducks, the movie... Now yeah. those people have kids, and so it's like, oh, I'm gonna have my kid watch this new thing that, but it's the same thing that I watched when I was younger. So it's nostalgia, but also kind of pu- putting that nostalgia in, in onto these kids and the timing of like, uh, oh, all these people that really gr- liked Mighty Ducks when they were kids are now grown up and have their own kids. Uh, it's a whole ske- scam scheme. Uh, they should redo it's the scheme and a uh, demon scam. They should do a live-action version of the cartoon if they're gonna redo any Mighty Ducks. Um, let's oh, see. It's a, a cartoon, amazing. Yeah, amazingly bad. Uh, I saw yeah. something called the Holmes fam. No, it's called Holmes Family Effect, not the just Holmes Family Effect, spelled okay. H-O-L-M-E-S, like like a uh, Holmes and Watson, like Sherlock Holmes. Well. Not not like Holmes, like a house. But it's about a family who. Are, con- are contractors, so it is kind of <laughs> about that, but uh, it's specifically about this, it's a reality show about a family who are contractors who want to teach young people about, uh, they call it the trades, but it's basically being a contractor or being a mason or a woodworker or something like that, So, but their whole thing is they go to schools, I think, and they go to like the woodworking shop or like the auto shop or whatever. Uh, and, and it's kind of like the Gordon Ramsay show where he goes into the kitchen and is like, look how crappy this kitchen is, I'm going to fix it up. Except these people are like, look how crappy this shop is in this school, we're going to fix it up. Uh, and then in the end they bring the shop teacher back and, and he gets all, cry. he cries. And you know, that that kind of reality show. Um, except his family is not uh, television uh, were, uh, they're not television ready, I guess. Like, I'm sure they might be great people, they just aren't good in front of a camera. Right? Okay? Um... Okay.
3: okay.
1: <laughs> and a lot of the dialogue just feels canned and scripted and stupid, and, uh... A lot of the... They'll, they'll be, like, working on a project, and they'll be like, oh no, we ran into this huge problem, and it's like, uh, no, this isn't really a big problem, you're just saying that because it's a reality show. That kind of thing. Uh... Overall, I mean, it's terrible, but not, like, in the twos, so I'm going to give it a three.
2: Well, talking about reality shows, uh, do you know the YouTuber Rosanna Pansino? Uh, The chef, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, She has gotten her own baking show uh, called Bakedopia on HBO Max, uh, where uh, bakers go face off in a cooking challenge each each week to win cash. If you've seen one (laughs) reality show like this, you've seen all of them. Uh, This is nothing special to write home uh, about. Uh, I will say uh, that Rosanna Pansino is is a very good host. I think she's the best thing about uh, this. And she's both the host and the judge. So oh. it's kind of it's it's kind of cool, uh, but it's nothing to write home about. I will give it a four point
1: five. The thing about her, at least the YouTube videos I've seen of her, her she's got this very genuine, warm personality. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder yeah. if that does that come through, even though they kind of like script her lines. I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. does. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, sometimes you get that gets lost when somebody's trying to read a script. You know what I mean? Uh, no, no. I
2: like I said, she's definitely the best thing about the show.
1: Uh, on Hulu, season two of Solar Opposites came out this week. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, done by the same people who do Rick and Morty, I think. Uh, yeah. This show is still very funny. I, I really enjoyed this season. Yeah. I'm all the way but one episode through it, so. Cool. Uh, did you see this? No? No, okay. Well, it's out there season two now. Uh, if uh, You saw season one, I know, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I love season one. This one's it's just as good. It's not like It didn't really go up in quality, it didn't go down in quality. But that's what I'm going to say, so I'm going to give it an eight.
2: Cool. I saw John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. Okay. Uh, This is about the serial killer. Uh, This was on the peacock! Um, And it is very comprehensive and very deep dive into his life, uh, investigation. uh, And uh, there are new, never seen before tapes of him talking to the camera. Uh, about what you did Huh. and it, it is questioning what happened and who else may be involved with this and Okay, yeah it is very very interesting I give it a 7 actually 7.5 yeah. 7.5 and and half.
1: Half. ok uh, is it yeah. it's short form or is it uh, you know like 15 minute episodes on Peacock or is it like full hour long episodes
2: um, I don't remember, to be honest.
1: Oh, okay. I saw... Where the hell was this? It's, it's a show called Race to the Center of the Earth. It was on Nat, uh, G- yeah. Nat Geo. Is where it was. Yeah. You saw... It. Well, there was yeah. only one episode out. So we saw one... You saw this as well? Yeah. Season one, episode one. Yes. Um, it sounds like... It, I was assumed... I didn't really look anything into this. When I saw the no. title, I was like... Oh, it's like a reality show about spelunking, right? That's what it sounds like. Like you, I, I was thinking they
2: were, they were going to try to get down a volcano or something.
1: Oh, okay. I well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be like cave maneuvering through caves, like going down into like right. crevices and things like that. That would make the most sense. It has nothing to do with. Uh, climbing into the caves. <laughs> there's some climbing involved in this first episode, but it's up a rock cliff, not down into a cave. Um, the race to the center of the earth part is that, I guess at some point in this show, they're all going to race to one, they're all on different parts of the planet, and the, there's mm-hmm. a center point where they're all, uh, around, which is, I think, in the ocean is what it looked like, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's got a million dollars, and they're all racing to get to the million dollars first. But before that, there's like this incredibly convoluted point system where they're all in like right. a different place. I was place. just going to ask you uh, about this. Okay. They're Can all in different places doing different challenges at the beginning of the show, and there's a point system. Is I don't know how because they're all doing completely different tasks and complete and Mm -hmm. but they're all going for the exact same points. Um, Yeah. And the one people have it seems a really easy time. They're all just they're in a truck in Russia just driving from one place (laughs) to another, and then the other people have to uh, traverse a two hundred foot rock face. And it's like, okay, this seems like one team has it easier than the other to me, but I don't A
0: little.
1: know. <laughs> A little, yes. But the whole point no, of it that... is that they are doing this challenge for the first two weeks, I think, and then they get points, mm-hmm. depending on how well they do in these challenges, and the points the person with the highest points gets the pole position for the final race to the million dollars. But
2: here, here's my problem with it. it, it I don't understand uh, it's kind of tough enough rules where I don't really understand uh, how they are going to find out who gets the most point and how have they measured, like, how mu- much the points are. Like, I, there's no...
1: I think you missed that because they definitely explained it. Really? Yes. Because I was like, what the fuck is going on? They, it, 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 they didn't explain it at the beginning of the show. They explained it halfway through the show. They explained well, that... It, there's like a certain set time that, like, their experts, quote unquote, told them this is how long it should take for them them to get from this point to that point. I understand that, right. but, but
2: how how is it fair? How is uh, uh, like you said? How is it fair that the team that is in Russia gets as many points as the one that are plunking down?
1: Well, my guess is their justification would be that the experts claimed that these were equivalent. So let's say climbing up... They are! Cli- well, let me continue. Climbing up a 20-foot <laughs> cliff, right, right, is 20 yeah. feet. It's a lot of work, and it's hard to climb that far, but maybe going across Russia is 500 miles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that would be where they, uh, the experts would say these are equivalent, is because this is a lot more distance and this is a lot harder. So they would be equivalent. That's my only guess. Because yeah, the times the times they're judging it off of are all from these quote unquote experts who we don't know. Yes. We never see or don't know who they nope. are. right. So that's the only explanation. And it feels like
2: that is kind of made up.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, to a degree, but they also have that rule like the one team gets knocked out because they took too long. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a safety thing for, like, the show. Because it's, like, if you're driving sure. in a car and you've been driving for 12 hours, like, uh, I think... It's, in America, if you're, like, a long-haul truck driver, there's, like, a certain amount of time you can drive before it's illegal to drive anymore. And I think that's the same thing with the show. Right. Is it very
2: fake and very weird. But what are you giving us?
1: Uh, what did I give this? I don't. Well, what did you give it? I can't. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I, I gave it a three point five. I gave it a four point five. Okay. I mean, I didn't. Th- I I th- thought- it was basically just Amazing Race, but actually, kind of. I thought it was less fake than Amazing Race when I think about it.
3: Uh, sure.
1: I think Amazing Race is faker than this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. May- maybe the, if if they had. The same tasks, I would kind of understand it, but because of the point system and everything around it, that that, that gets it a lower score for me.
1: Yeah, that's very convoluted, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I saw, for real, the story of reality TV. Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> definitely not the story of reality TV I, I was hoping this was going to be a, a documentary well it is a documentary in the loosest uh, way of the form uh, on E! Uh, where they they talk about like how the reality started and things like that no, instead they go and interview keeping up with the Kardashian people and talk about like how hard it is to end their shows after 50 seasons of Keeping up with the Kardashians.
1: Wait, what? I didn't mind. What? So it's not about what the sh- show says it's supposed to be about. Not, not really. No. Okay. Uh, and they they talk like
2: like ten minutes about like uh, uh, a Hilton reality show and things like that. It, 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 like it, they they go up and say it's about one thing, and it it feels like it is. Uh, that's why I will give it a two-one.
1: A two-one, okay. <laughs> one, one, one. It's a new number we invented here. Um, yes. the two-one. Let's see what what else did I see? I saw Cartoon Network show Elliot from Earth. Okay. Uh, it's about El- Elliot from Earth uh, and his mom, I guess. Did you
2: get this? Is he from
1: there? <laughs> right. His mom is like a uh, astrophysicist. What? What does she She a geologist. That, uh, she's a geologist who found like a meteorite, and this meteorite yeah. ends up having like uh sp- some crazy power th- that opens a wormhole and sends them to another planet, uh, where he, where him and his mom meet a talking dinosaur. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a Cartoon Network show for kids, for sure. But it's kind of interesting and kind of got some, like... It's got things where it's like, this is cool for kids, but adult, adults can also laugh at it. The animation style is pretty mm. cool. Um, I don't know. I'd recommend this is like, something if you have, like, a 10-year-old that you could sit down and both enjoy it. That kind of thing. Uh, mm. I think it's pretty good for just a silly Cartoon Network show. I think there were 20-minute episodes... So it's a pretty easy, quick watch, and I think there's already like six episodes out, and it's only been out for like a uh, what a few days. <laughs> so uh, oh. I I'd say it's it's maybe worth checking out, but maybe uh, maybe not. It's kind of in the middle, so I'll give it a six.
2: Hopefully, the two uh, last shows I've seen, you also seen, uh, invisible,
1: invincible. <laughs> We had this discussion, me and Fro, on what, what, Saturday or or Sunday or something? Saturday, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, did you like this? Uh, I really liked it. It's super
2: violent. It's uh, on Amazon uh, Prime. It's uh, action, uh, science fiction,
1: It's a superhero Uh, cartoon show, but it's just a violent superhero cartoon show. It's almost like uh, if you were to take a superhero cartoon show from the 90s and and mix it with, like, uh, anime, um, manga-style murderous rage, right? (laughs) Yeah.
2: It has very cool, like, voice work actors in it. Uh, For example, J.K. Simmons uh, is in it.
1: I think he's probably Uh, the best... Well, most known voice in it, yeah.
2: Oh, definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, it's super violent. I'm not going to spoil a lot. I will just say that the show takes a very good turn in episode one because I was kind of I was kind of worried that this would be a generic uh, superhero show, and then uh, in the end of episode one, they they said, "Well, fuck you. That is not what we we're going to show you here." <laughs> I'm not going to spoil what that, that is, but uh, it took it from a very uh, generic superhero show to actually very interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still a superhero show to me. Um, sure. I mean, the violence is interesting, I guess, but it's just kind of gratuitous violence for the purpose of it being shocking. And like, uh, like, like you said, the whole beginning of it is very... I don't know when this trilogy. trope of like... When you turn eighteen, if you're a superhero, you get superhero powers. It feel like when I was right. a kid, that was not a trope in superhero lore. But now, right. it, as I get older, that seems to become more and more like the idea of how you become a superhero is once you turn a certain age, you start getting superpowers. Uh, but that's the kind of the opening bit of this, and then like it jumps in time very quickly from the past to the future, and that's when everything changes, uh, as the main, uh, protagonist grows up, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's still a superhero show to me, so I'll st- I'm gonna give it a four, but it's kind of interesting as a superhero show. Okay, I will give it a seven. I really liked it. Uh, uh did you
2: see anything else? Did
1: yeah, I... what else did I say? See, uh,
3: Something on Netflix,
1: maybe? Yeah, Who Killed Sarah? We watched.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, who did kill Spanish Sarah? Show. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been right. I, yeah, not in English. I totally even forgot it wasn't in English because I watched it so earlier this week. But yeah, uh, right. murder mystery show about um, mm-hmm. a group of friends who, when they were, it looks like they were in college, probably. They were all out on a boat together, and one of their friends dies. Parasailing, I think is what it's called? That sounds yes, right. Right. Yes. And um, we find out, at least in episode one, kind of at the end, that uh, it seems like, oh, there's there was shenanigans. It wasn't necessarily an accident. And then at the end of episode two, we found out more. And then at the end of episode three. So it's this ongoing murder mystery that culminates. And uh, clearly, I mean, it's called Who Killed Sarah? So what did you think of this? I right. I super like this. I did not think
2: I would going to like this. It seemed very generic and very like, oh, who killed Sarah? But uh, it reminds me of the beginning, and don't get me wrong, but it re- reminds me a little of the beginning of, uh, of uh, uh, the show where the brother draws a map on himself so he can save him, himself, brother, from Prison Break. I was uh, like, what is going on right yes. now? Prison Break! It okay. reminds me a bit a little of Prison Break, but but not in a bad way. But I I really, really liked it. Uh, I've seen all of season one and can tell you that there's going to be a season two.
1: Right, yeah. Um yeah, it's very it's worth checking out I think if you have the time oh, yeah. to watch something because it, it's not long and it felt like oh. it went by really fast when I watched it but yeah. uh there are 10 like hour long episodes so that that is quite a bit of time but worth and, checking and, and out when, and we know what who killed Sarah so there's that uh last thing I saw at least bes- besides one thing yeah. uh the irregulars. On, also on Netflix. Also on Netflix. Netflix. Uh, yeah, this was a show, this is a (laughs) sci-fi, can we call this a sci-fi? I don't know what to call this, mystery sci-fi thing? So, here's the thing, I was thinking that you meant that it is made by the channel
2: sci-fi, because that's what it felt like.
1: It did kind of feel like a sci-fi show, actually, not, yeah. It had like, Uh, the stylistic... Stylistically, it kind of felt <laughs> like that.
2: Very, very, like, stylistically sci-fi show. I was like, oh, is that what he means? No. No. But that's... yeah, it's it's in the uh, Watson, uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, genre. Uh, it's a very young uh, adult uh, kind of show. It's kind of taking a new approach to the Holmes and Watson story to say it mildly, Um and rewriting it. I really, 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 really like the original uh, Sherlock Holmes books that are that are maybe my favorite books of all time. One of my favorite book series of all time is the Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I listen to it over and over again because even Fry reads it. For me on Audible, go to audible.com slash the digital system and get that book for free and a (laughs) a 30-day trial. Audible.com slash the digital system. But yeah, uh, so rewriting something I'm very, like, love and kind of give uh, Dr. Watson and Sherlock Holmes kind of a new story, I don't really like this to be...
1: I I mean, the connection. I mean, did it really need this connection to Sherlock Holmes? At like the show, I understand like it's in the same universe, but the show itself, yeah, it's not like you're making it sound like if nobody's seen it that it's some type of new Sherlock Holmes show, which it's not. It makes it sound like the way you're describing it that it's like people are gonna go watch. It's like some new elementary or something. You know what I mean? It's No, no, oh, no. It's no, not... No.
2: It's, it, it's not at all. It's it's very far away from elementary. That's kind of my problem with it. I love elementary. They are totally going to uh, trying to rewrite the history of Sherlock Holmes by having saying, "Oh, it was the kids that did it. It wasn't Holmes and Watson."
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. I, well the way cuz in like when you look back at original sherlock holmes he would pay the street kids in those Rich. books to go get information for him so i think they're just taking that Rich. little bit of uh context from the original and and then expanding it to like uh to those kids and making those kids the main character and then sherlock holmes is kind of he what's a good descriptor for him in this show he's kind of the uh, charlie to the angels right yes right. yes uh yeah but I didn't like the show either I gave it a four I gave this a three I mean there was no like terrible uh, dialogue problems or editing issues no. Uh, no. anything like that the, act, the like acting it. wasn't terrible but it wasn't great so it's kind of like eh yeah I just didn't like it <laughs> is that the last thing you see Last thing we saw besides "Tell Me Your Secrets," episode six. Uh, yeah. Episode six. I'm a good person. Emma determines to. Emma determines to start her life again, to be the mother of her her daughter deserves. Mary and John face their own exiles from their respective worlds, and despite her horror at John's true nature, she is locked in his chilling power game and must continue her connection. Uh, in the hopes that it leads to the truth about her daughter, her world falls apart when Teresa's uh, remains are finally found. Yeah, this was an
2: amazing episode.
1: Yeah, I mean it wasn't. As, I didn't think this was as good as last episode, but it. Uh, I think so. Yeah, we had a, a lot of good storyline development. I think the thing was that uh, this didn't have quite as. Uh, boombastic, uh, quite as uh, crazy as a, of a cliffhanger as a lot of the other episodes have. I mean, it right. still had it a pretty good one. More mellow, but it, yeah, it was a little more mellow. Yeah. Yes.
2: It felt uh, it felt like in the middle of a show show episode. Other than that, it's still good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, but it did feel. I wouldn't say it felt like filler, but we got a lot of long scenes in this that were kind of like just uh, long dialogue scenes that. Yeah, didn't really push anything other than just kind of uh, one relationship that's building between her and the the cop, right? Right. Right. I love the yelling in this episode. Very funny. Oh right, where they're yelling over the phone at each other, they're just yeah not they're not yelling at each other like having an argument. They're like just sitting there (laughs) screaming into the phone as loud as they can at each other, (laughs) which I don't know if I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be comedic, but like almost you could be like that's not comedic because they're clearly both just mentally disturbed, right? But at the same time, it's very funny. It was very funny. Uh,
2: But yeah, I give it eight and a half.
1: Uh, this is gonna get a seven point five for me.
2: Okay. Uh, hey, do you know what I really, really, really want in my WrestleMania? Uh, no, n- no. Logan Paul. I really, really want Logan Paul.
1: Yeah, th- yeah. Of course you do. That's yeah. exactly what I want there. What? Let's what? let's say oh. Said nobody.
2: <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, reporting with being in the WrestleMania 37 match. Can't wait.
1: I'm assuming WrestleMania is in Florida just because of COVID and everything, and Florida is like the one place that it would probably let them do it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
2: Look, guess what? They're doing two days again.
1: Oh, goody, because everybody loved it so yeah. much the first time and really enjoyed it and, and didn't not watch the second day uh, whatsoever, or the first day, I mean. Um, is Logan or is his brother the one that moved to Florida recently?
2: I have no fucking clue. I don't follow them, to be Right, honest. okay.
1: I just know they moved out of America, or not America, out of California, because they were mad about the COVID rules, because the Paul brothers and mm. their father are all like COVID deniers. Right, and my guess is Vince McMahon saw them being COVID deniers and were like, "Get them on the show! I like those kids." (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if Vince McMahon and 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 Greg Paul like hang out together. To be honest, Uh, yeah. So it's going to be there with Sami and someone else. I
2: read that. (sighs) I don't know if I'm going to watch this year WrestleMania. He said knowingly he's going to watch WrestleMania this year. I mean, I haven't seen wrestling in ages. The last time I saw it was the Royal Rumble.
1: <laughs> right, I, and I didn't even watch that. I've watched AEW a couple times but I haven't seen WWE in a long ass time. Yeah, And I, let's see, I haven't watched AEW in like a month even. So, yeah, I don't know.
2: Uh, Hey, Sharon Osbourne, uh, we talked about her, uh, she was uh, standing up for Piers Morgan on the talk that I thought was the same program as something else, Uh, but yeah, now she's leaving that show because she's a racist bigot.
3: Uh,
1: Sharon Osbourne Osbourne has left the show, The Talk, after a heated on-air debate about racism earlier this month. (laughs) Uh, where she mm-hmm. defended Pierce Morgan over his over his criticism of the TV interview of the Duchess of Sus- Sussex, uh, that led to a cl- clash with her co-host, uh, who accused Osborne of giving validation to racist views. Uh, the TV the TV show was taken off the air, which is when we talked about it. Uh, in a statement mm-hmm. Friday, CBS said the events of the March 10th episode were upsetting to everyone involved. Uh, CBS said they did not find any evidence to support Osborne's allegation that the controversial discussion had been orchestrated by producers. Okay, so that's what... uh, Her suggesting that it was all just a big ruse was what they were really mad about, I guess.
2: Eurovision time! Three countries. Uh, uh, Three countries that have something in common. We'll talk about what that is at the end. I'm going to guess that you don't know.
1: Uh, it's definitely not the singers or the style of music or the songs, so <laughs> it's gotta be something else. It's... I can little narrow little. down what it's not.
2: <laughs> That's true. Uh, let's talk about Jörnst here's Tutte universe from Switzerland, look. Uh,
1: yeah, this was, uh, different, uh, I guess. Oh, so good. I mean, I like... The problem is, I feel like I was a little influenced by the music video because the music video was, I think, maybe better than the song, (laughs) right? What in what way? The music video was just really cool, like him driving through, like what kind of like driving through time and space is what it kind of was going for. You know what I mean? I mean, the song was very good, Uh, kind of just a generic male vocal love song. I I assume, even even though it's in. Swiss, and I can't really understand any of it. French, yes. Oh, French, okay. Uh, yes. It, that, it it, like his he his singing is very good. It is, but it is just kind of like you know a male, uh, vo- a pretty generic male vocal song. Other than that, uh oh, I could not disagree more. I think this is,
2: amazeballs. I think this is uh one of the best ballads of, uh this yeah, a, year.
1: Yeah, it, it's a good ballad, but you know, it, it's a it's it's just a ballad. Uh, there's no part of it that's like uh, super stand out, di- different. I think like it is. Yeah. these, uh, maybe it's because it's next to these other two songs that are very stand out mm. and very different that it looks generic. Maybe that's it. I don't know.
2: I don't think this is generic at all. Uh, this is uh, maybe the song that moves me the most. Uh, I just love it. Uh, I think it's amazing, I, I understand why people think this is very good, uh, this is extremely high on the betting list, uh, this is number 2 right now on the betting list, uh, I understand why it's number 2, uh, to be honest, I, I do think it's maybe, uh, like I said, one of the best ballads uh, I've uh, heard in Eurovision in very m- many years. Mostly because his voice is so different. Like, his voice is so... So, like, when you hear it, it is maybe one of those voices that, like, points out the most. I think this will do amazingly in the juries. I don't think this will get as much televotes as it needs to win. Uh, I do think this is maybe w- 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 because the jury likes like very softly sung ballads, but I don't think you you would uh like pick up the phone and vote for this that's what I what I, know, yeah, that's I, what
1: I was saying like it's got this yeah. very uh it doesn't have a stand the standout quality that'll get those kind of votes, yeah right yeah.
2: But uh, then we go to Italy. Uh, that is moonshine. I think it's very funny that Italy has a a, a group with a Norwegian title uh,
1: in their... Oh, is that what uh, it like, is?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, it is Norwegian. Yeah, uh, it means moonshine.
1: Do you know what this? Where this band is from? Are they Italian? Or are they? Yeah. Okay.
2: Città e bruni. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is this? Look, what I
1: mean, literally. What is this? Uh, it's uh, it's kind of, it's not death metal. It's it definitely heavy metal, but it's kind of a, uh, hmm, what's a good way? Yeah, it's it's metal. I think the best way to yeah, it's metal. Yeah. I also understand
2: why this is so high on the betting round. See, do you see a red thread here? Maybe.
1: Okay. What is, yes. is, is this tied for number two? Or are they all tied for no. number two? Uh, no,
2: th- this is number five. Okay. <laughs> uh, after France and Bulgaria that we have talked uh, about before.
1: Yeah, this anyway, one yeah. definitely stands out as something different. I mean, there's one other rock song, oh, yeah. but that one was more yeah. like this weird garage thing where they had like the rapper in right. it, which the rapper right. was, I think, what was to me, what threw me off that made me go, oh, people aren't going to vote for that. This, right. I feel like people this, would would vote for. Right. I totally agree.
2: And I love that this is in Eurovision because this is totally not Eurovision. This is as far away from Eurovision you can get. And I love that when countries do that. Sending this actually shows that you have balls. And I love that it's Italy, because Italy is one of those countries that are in the final from the beginning. And it has been said that uh, countries that are in the final don't risk anything, because they are already in the final. But I think this is risky. I do think this is super risky. Okay. What do you give this?
1: Oh, uh right um uh, this probably get a seven I guess
2: yeah I'm going to give it a nine uh, since then I would give a 10 out of 10. I'm going to guess you're very much lower
1: probably like a five
2: yeah better uh, then we go to Malta and Malta is guess what the favorite to win Eurovision.
1: I guess I'm not surprised. Uh, no, it has the right message. It's it's got a yeah. good poppy beat. It's it feels yeah. like a a couple of winners ago. What was the Israeli? Um yeah. It has that oh, ve- yeah. same kind of feel. Even even the music video yeah. has a similar feel to it in a way. Yeah. Uh And the messaging is similar, I guess. She's a very good singer and everything. Uh, I like the Her beat. Voice I really, is amazing. I really enjoy yeah. the beat, um, and I can see even from the music video, kind of, I can from the dancers they have in the music video, I can get an idea of how the stage performance would be. Um, right. I wouldn't say she's the greatest dancer, but she's fine. And the yeah. I, I'm gonna take a whole point off for one thing, and you're never gonna guess what it is. But is it? Is it the motorcycles? It's the air saxophone. Oh,
2: the air saxophone!
1: I am am anti air saxophone, so she's losing a point just for air saxophone, which I'm assuming they'll end up doing on stage (laughs) at the Eurovision as well. Oh, definitely. But this
2: is—I think this is a winner. Look, I think, I think uh, the Eurovision Song Contest in 2022 will maybe go to Malta I would not uh, be amazed Uh, and to be honest they are one of the countries that have never won the Eurovision Mm -hmm. so uh, I do think that would be a a good thing for them and uh, it's very clearly that I have put a lot of money in this because the production of this song is amazing It's a song that I can listen to over and over again without being tired about it. So, yeah. It has a very winning potential. I will give it that. I give it a 10 out of 10. I love it. Uh, I'll give it a
1: 6. A 6? Okay. It would have got a 7. But that (laughs) air saxophone boy. Uh,
2: But, yeah. Yeah. Florida, uh, aiming to appear for San Marino, another country that I think a lot of people are talking about can win. Uh, yeah. Uh, he says he will try to perform live at this year's Eurovision Song Contest in Netherlands in May. I- I'm guessing it's just travel restrictions that would hold him back, I'm guessing.
1: Right, it says San Marino's uh, she- Shi'at sen- sen- Senhit says her team is trying to make arrangements for Florida to appear on stage, what which is happening with strict COVID nineteen restrictions. So, they they right. have not confirmed for him to be there as of yet, though. So right, yeah. I saw uh, he did an interview though and said he really wants to even be there. So I who knows right. if it's going to happen or not. But I have a, I have a weird feeling that uh. Especially since he's from Florida, they're going to have a hard time mm. getting him there.
2: <laughs> so, let's talk about Belarus. Last time we will ever talk about Belarus, because guess what? Uh, the EBU has released a statement about uh, Belarus on Wednesday, 10th of March. We wrote about a broadcaster, uh, which was responsible for the Belarusian entry for Eurovision contest. This is to request that they took all the steps necessary to amend their entry in this year's event to ensure uh, that it compliant with the uh, rules of the competition. And the rules is that they can't have anything political in their songs. Uh, the EBU and the reference group, uh, the uh, contest governing board, carefully uh, scrutinized uh, the new entry to assist its eligibility to uh, compete. And it was concluded that new submission also oh, was in breach of the rules i have listened to the new song and it does uh yeah to ensure that the contest is not in instrumented to uh or brought into dispute so they're cancelled
1: okay well i mean that's version. that's that uh yeah like i said at the well, beginning I, if i just didn't want to win and i didn't want to host your vision i i would just make a song that had all political points in it. <laughs> it would be like, I hate Eurovision, and every other country besides mine isn't great, and my leader is kind of a douchebag, and so is yours. That would be the song. <laughs> Amazing.
2: I I I can see it now. Which country would you perform
1: uh, for? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Say Sweden, Luke. Say Sweden. <laughs> so, so I will be well, Why Sweden? Why Sweden? Yeah,
2: so so like uh, don't win your again.
1: Oh, okay, right. <laughs> uh, plugs. Uh, let's do Twitter at podcast adc. Go check it out the Twitter. We got a Facebook page. If anybody goes there, another digital citizen on Facebook. Uh, you Thanks. can email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com. I didn't really see anything going on super interesting there. Um, there's movie mm-hmm. news though we can talk about a little. I yeah. mean, it's not really movie news, is it? But it it just fits here. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Disney Plus is increasing their uh, prices for the first time since they launched. Starting Friday, Disney will Disney Plus will increase from six ninety nine to seven ninety nine. Uh, the bundle on Hulu that they have with ESPN Plus will jump from twelve ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine. So it's a dollar. They're bumping it up a dollar.
2: Not, not in especially much.
1: No, but, but yeah. what, what that signals is that uh, as far as their business model goes, they're saying mm-hmm. we're not making enough money, so we're gonna have to increase uh, the price by a dollar to try to offset costs. Which tells me that they're not getting enough subscribers for the amount they're spending on uh, putting up the network. Does that make sense? That's a bad okay. sign for them to sticking around if they don't have enough subscribers to make. <laughs> to, you know, it, it it means that if they continue uh, having the same amount of subscribers uh, and their costs go up, then their the price is going to have to go up.
2: I've seen four very different movies, but uh, they all are going to get uh, very high points for me. I don't know how many you've seen.
1: Uh, say that again, sorry. I've seen four movies this week. Oh yeah, I saw four movies as well.
2: Okay, uh, I will start with Violation, I guess. This is a movie I am going to recommend to everybody. It is very thriller, drama, horror. Very horror. Uh, It is about this uh, woman uh, that is um, very traumatically abused. And she goes on a rampage of extreme vengeful. And when I say extreme, it is... R, 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 R rated. I will give this movie a 9. It is
1: amazing. Okay, cool. Uh... <clears throat> I saw something... Uh, from 1992, from, but... I found it uh-huh. free on YouTube, and I linked it on... On... I think I linked it on the Twitter and the Facebook. I could be wrong, though. In Manufacturing uh-huh. Consent... Uh, Noam Choms- Chomsky and the Media... Uh... <laughs> Encore Plus, you know, like the streaming service. Yeah, it was on their YouTube channel for free. The whole movie—it's like oh. three hours long. Uh, so you can go check that out. Uh, Ooh. it's very good. And I mean, I'd read the book yeah. when I was much younger because this—the movie is basically based off of the book. So right. Um, it's maybe it's the most famous book. Right, and but this is like a documentary about him and like and everything around it. It's very good. I would recommend it if definitely even though it was made in 92 still relevant to politics today so
2: i saw the oscar-nominated movie the father this week with oh yeah. Anthony Hopkins. holy fuck this movie made me cry um it looks like a tearjerker oh it was i i cried and cried for at least three hours after i saw this movie like no joke uh I I liked it very much, but I I I kind of like to be emotionally uh, manipulated.
1: <laughs> that's what it sounded like you were about to say. Yeah,
2: yes. I like to be emotionally manipulated. Hi there, ladies. Uh, yeah, come and manipulate me. Uh, but yeah, um, here's the problem, though. It's like. I can't find anything bad about saying saying about this movie. Like, it is very Oscar worthy. That is going to give it um, one minus point, but that means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because guess what? I'm going to give this movie a nine. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The let's I... see if that see. Let's see if that trend continues all uh, through all four movies or something.
1: Um. How do you feel about its chances compared to the other ones that you've seen for Best Picture? Though? Oh, it is so oscar Betty. Well, I mean, it I'm saying because well, you've seen most of them now. What do you? Yeah, do you think it has a chance against the other ones? Or, oh, yes. or
2: okay, oh yes. Okay, that's.
1: Is it something the
2: Academy really loves? Its tear-jerking movies, and this is a
1: tear-jerking
2: movie. Jesus Christ, I cried.
1: A movie that I was after watching, went, what, what why is this for Best Picture? Uh, Promising Young Woman came out. <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw this. I was thinking I see you wouldn't like it. I loved it. Uh, it's the weird... I mean, maybe it, they, they slightly glorify uh, suicide in this movie, which I had a real problem with. Uh, they yeah. The allegory to uh, her being Jesus is like so heavy and like overbearing at points that I'm like they even have a scene where she's got like the halo around her head behind her in the coffee shop. Yeah, there was something just kind of strange about it. I, I the other thing is it didn't really feel like the f- uh, cinematography quality of this sh- this movie was up to par with any of the other uh films that are on this list. Like the acting is okay. nowhere near as good as any of the other movies that I've seen on this list. Uh okay. The cinematography isn't as good. I mean it just it doesn't uh I don't feel like it holds up to the rest of the list. I mean I understand why it's on there as, as far as like the social mes- message of it and everything and the storyline's yeah. very interesting, sure, but the acting and the cinematography are not in my opinion uh best uh pisc- best picture Oscar worthy, for sure.
2: Okay. Uh, I saw a movie that you saw last week. I saw Come True. A uh, very indie movie, uh, sci fi horror, I'm more sci fi than horror. Uh, about this high school student Sarah that comes to, uh, that are struggling with nightmares and she goes to sleep study. Very, very interesting movie. I'm not going to spoil anything about it because I think people should go and see it. And guess what, Luke? It's getting a 9 out of 10! It's almost like this is going to continue or something.
1: Uh, I saw another... This was a Netflix movie, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Bad Trip from... Okay. Did you see this yeah. yet?
2: I, I've i seen this uh, when it came out on cinema. Uh, and that's why I wanted you to see
1: it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it just came out. On Netflix, so... Yeah. It's like... Uh, it's, a mo- it's a movie that's a prank movie, but not a prank movie, right? It's not a movie about, like, doing pranks. It's a movie that's just a regular movie, but they use pranks, like, social pranks, uh, to make the movie. They set up a whole scene, like, a movie scene, where he'll be, like, fighting with his girlfriend, say. That's just, like, a random yeah. whatever. and But the whole... Thing will be filmed in the context of a prank and then mm-hmm. each scene in the movie is a different prank uh and this is all done by eric andre who's well-known the uh, hidden camera prank show guy kind of uh who else mm-hmm. is uh, T- tiffany haddish is the, one of the main characters in this yeah it's very good um i really enjoyed the way it was put together it's very original i don't think i've ever seen a movie put together like this you know what i mean no,
2: I, I I I I now recognize that it's not the movie that I thought you were talking about. Uh, but yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> Which movie were you thinking I was talking about? Well there's probably just some I, other movie named Bad Trip. Uh, I I was thinking about those boys. Uh,
2: but is it Bad Boys? It's called maybe. What with Will Bad Smith? Bot?
1: No, good boys. I was thinking it's called Good Boys. Well, was, that's nowhere near yeah. Bad Trip. Okay, but <laughs> sure. I for some
2: reason i I switched it in in my head because when you started talking about like uh, the hidden camera and and things like that, I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" I have not seen this movie.
1: I, I was wondering as well, because I was like, it came out in the theaters? I thought it this was like, just came out on Netflix, but... Uh,
2: right, so uh, Good Boys is a movie from 2019. What was that about? I, it sounds uh, familiar. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's the R-rated uh kids uh, movie where kids say fuck.
1: Okay, sure. <laughs> yes, the the movie where kids say "fuck." It was that like the tagline on the poster. It was like the movie where kids <laughs> say "fuck." Uh,
2: and I think it's made by Seth Rogen, uh, or Seth Rogen is is, is at least a uh, producer
1: my... or something. Yeah,
2: yeah, something like it. So I thought you were talking about that movie. For some reason, that clicked in my mind. I I don't know why.
1: Okay, That's <laughs> that is not I what I was talking about. Uh, no. no. This, This movie, I would recommend to you, Fro, uh, I don't know how to describe it other than that he, uh, he does pranks in a way where it's like, uh, he's the butt of the joke all the time, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, he's the only person, but then at the end, they show all, like, the outtakes, and there is one point where one dude comes at him and just is actually gonna try to kick kick his ass you know what I mean like uh, for doing this prank on him uh, yeah I, I, I thought it was very good I what did I give this I gave it a seven seven yeah I recommend it to you it's on Netflix I think I'm, who knows if it's on Norwegian Netflix or not but
2: well uh, the last movie I saw was uh, Adam Wingard's version of Godzilla vs. Kong it came out this week oh yeah
1: I was gonna I tried to watch it last night and it was supposed to come out at like uh, midnight my time and it didn't for some uh, reason so hopefully it's out today no I went okay. on on there to see it uh, and it was it wasn't there I don't know why it was weird right so big 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 thing is uh, I'm going
2: to get a lot of luck for this. But I haven't seen a Godzilla movie I have liked.
1: I, was, I, I, got, I rented the first Godzilla from the library when I was, like, 12. <laughs> and the scene at the very beginning where they show all the skeletons, like, melted yeah. in the front of the boat, I was like, click, mm. I'm nope, done. I'm, <laughs> I, did, like I, I didn't watch that for years. It terrified me. Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, Skull Island... Uh, King Kong's Skull Island is one of the best uh, uh, movies uh, in this series. So when I was watching this, I was thinking, oh, it's probably going to be uh, something I'm not very interested in because I don't like Godzilla, very much love Kong. But then I was like, oh, it is It is directed by the gay, uh, guy that m- made me, uh, Blair Witch, the new Blair Witch. And also is directed by ABC uh, of Def and VHS and things like that. Uh, so I was like, hmm, okay, maybe. Um, I will say this. If you turn your brain off, this is an amazing movie. It's not, it's not like it's going to be very like uh, heartfelt or uh, at all. I, I'm I'm almost going to call it stupidly good because you kind of have to turn off like your cinema senses
1: and just enjoy the product for what it is. Sure, I'm right. It's it, a big, because, It's a
2: blockbuster
1: but, nonsense movie. Yeah. Right?
2: it's a nonsense movie totally but uh for what it is i think it's fucking amazing like i really really liked it Mm -hmm. i i i super enjoyed uh the stupid story that they gave and the reason why kong and and Godzilla were fighting the fight scenes were amazing but go, look, it's not getting a 9. <laughs> I'm not that fucking
1: crazy. I will give it a 7, though. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go all the way across. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, one more thing. Like, like give it a 1? A <laughs> uh, no, I thought you were going to give it, like, a 10. I thought you were going to say, I'm not oh. giving it a 9, I'm giving it a 10. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Uh, I saw, last thing I saw was Seaspiracy... Uh, documentary about the impact of uh like net fishing and all uh the waste of the waste of fishing and uh it's also about like uh plastics in the ocean but then it's also about like the uh what it mafia that's behind fishing like some of the uh, crime syndicates that are behind fishing boats and things like all. It's also about all like the crazy illegal shit that happens out, you know, out at sea where nobody can see what's happening. That kind of shit. Uh, it's about the un- deep dark underbelly of the fishing industry, basically. Very interesting. Um, by a British guy, British filmmaker. I'd re- recommend this to you, fro. Uh, as a documentary goes, it's pretty standard, but I'd still give it a seven. Very good.
2: Here's (laughs) why. This is kind of funny because I cried so much after after uh, watching uh, the father. I was like, "Can I see another depressing movie about a depressing topic?" And that's the reason why I didn't watch that, but watched Godzilla. Yeah, I can see that that... totally. This
1: this actually because of like the uh, the crime element, it gets into a territory where it's almost like a uh a crime uh, not a crime drama but like a crime documentary breaking down like uh these maffy maffy-esque type syndicates of fishing people uh in that area of the documentary it's not all that depressing when you start seeing them doing like whaling and like killing dolphins that's the part that's like oh, I don't really want to see this right and that's kind of my problem right totally
2: uh, okay, and uh, let's see the audio trailer for a movie that I wish was on streaming service. Oh, yeah.
0: Nobody. Hey, I have an idea. How about I make what the idea? lasagna that you love tonight?
2: This, this looks fresh. so fucking amazing. I
1: know. And it's not That's just because so we're Bob Odenkirk stands <laughs> either. Oh, we're totally Bob Odenkirk's stands though. Well, neither of us. We both stopped watching Better Call Saul. Oh, that's true. But uh, that was because it got so boring. <laughs> oh, it's that was a trailer for the trailer again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. I hate when they do that. I've watched this trailer a few times already Because I've been super yeah. hyped for this movie I think this was on my number one Right? Of my best uh, Most anticipated I mean I think this was my number one I know it was on the list I, I can go back I'm going to go back and look really quick. But
2: yeah It wouldn't surprise me if it was your number one Right, totally I remember my number one was, uh, uh, the new, uh, Ooh. oh, oh,
0: <laughs>
2: just so
1: amazing fight scene. Mm-hmm.
0: It's been a hell of a day.
1: I think Dune was your number one again, wasn't it? Or am, am I wrong? No.
2: No, it wasn't. Yeah, that was my number two or three oh. uh, I think my number one was uh, uh, the guy that made Magnolia
1: oh with well, his new movie right yeah no uh, this this was my number one old Thomas Anderson. I guess I'm not surprised by that last That that, that is my number one that, uh, yeah that that one because that's your like a man, favorite director long to live. yeah one of your favorite at least oh definitely left it behind
0: to start a family hey, hey!
3: <laughs> Overcorrected. you abandon abandon a certain debt that needs repayment, and yeah. your creditor is aware of your resurrection.
2: I so want to see this though.
1: I mean, this also kind of looks like mindless, you know, kind of like Godzilla versus Kong. It looked, but it looks mindless in a really fun, entertaining way, right? Yeah. It reminds me of John Wick. I saw a lot of people. Comp- doing that comparison actually when like I was he's looking he's up reviews uh,
2: you
0: should see the other guys
1: I love John Wick, though, so
2: I don't mind you have still not seen those movies have you no <laughs> me I'm nobody. I'm nobody
1: I love that <laughs> I've never seen this before no no right yeah <laughs> like I said I've seen this a few times uh, yeah very it good trailer. Is this
2: just a movie all about Luke.
1: Nobody, uh, Hutch Mansfield, fails to defend himself or his family when two thieves break into his suburban home one night. The aftermath of the incident soon strikes a match uh, to his long-simmering rage in a barrage of fists, gunfire, and squealing tires. He must now save his wife and son from, uh, Dave, from a dangerous adversary and ensure that he will never be underestimated again. Uh, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 65% on Metacritic, and 93% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, and I use uh, Google to find reviews, so when I was watching this, I was like, I need to find uh, a 2 or a 1 star. So I filtered it by 2 and then 1 stars. Uh, first, I found Tom Swiss that gave it 2 stars and said, Ridiculous Plot. Wait until it comes to TV. It's definitely not boring. Uh, Sahil Advent gave it two stars. And, and being there, done that, super stale plot, and over-the-top action p- set pieces made, make for a below average viewing. Please don't waste your money or time on it. But then I found this one-star review by Tayera Meldes Barra. And, uh, yeah. Okay. My God, I'm lonely. So I opened the window to hear (laughs) the sounds of people. To hear the sounds of people. Venus, planet of love, was destroyed Mm -hmm. by global warming. Did its people want too much, too? Did its people want too much? And I don't want to be your pity. I just want somebody near me. Guess I'm coward. I want to feel all right, and I know that no one will save me. I need someone to kiss. Give me some honest good kiss, and I'll be all right. Nobody, nobody, nobody,
1: oh, God, nobody. I feel like Mm that must be lyrics to a song. Aid promise right. <laughs> I don't know. You could copy and paste and write lyrics after it and put it in Google and see. Uh, while I go to the Facebook. Uh, sure, I will do that. Uh, Greg Ashley on Facebook says this movie is abs- absurdly violent and sp- uh, splendidly gory. Uh, it's like it- John Wick if it may if it was made by Marvel. Uh, so much fun. It's what's going to <laughs> movies is meant to be. Just forgot. Uh, Oh, I just forgot about the world for about ninety minutes, uh, the grinding ear to it, ear—it's a grinding ear to ear guilty pleasure. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's see. oh Ryan Ro- Rosdahl says great show show that kept me entertained. Bob makes the show amazing. Uh, now I'm all for a John Wick and Nobody crossover movie. Hmm, interesting ah. idea. Um but uh, mostly I th- at least on the Facebook the negatives were uh, again like we've seen a lot with mo- movies re- recently when can I get this online I don't want to go to a movie theater why is this not available anywhere online uh, <laughs> Aaron Pokes says I was very excited to see this today uh, I don't want to s- I don't see that it's available anywhere online uh, or anywhere online formats it- it's still a bit too soon for for people to go to theaters, so when can I purchase it online? Uh, a lot of people. Uh, David Lombardo says, uh, when when will this be streaming? Uh, tons of people saying that same thing over and over again. Uh, and then something interesting I found. Dustin Gantz says, uh, okay, I just found out. I walked out at the credits. Can someone send me a message and tell me what I missed? So apparently, if you go and, if you're going to watch this, make sure you stay for the credits. I, I think there might be a secret scene. Ooh,
2: cool. Uh, the artist is Mitski with Nobody.
1: Oh, okay. So it might be the, it may be the uh tra- the music that's in the trailer.
2: Maybe it's yeah. from two thousand and eighteen or something.
1: The song. Uh, cool. E O. All right, As other I movies, that. I guess. Uh, senior. Yeah. Oh, oops. I just clicked off of it. Senior moment. After drag racing his vintage convertible around Palm Springs, California, a retired NASA pilot uh, loses his license. Forced to take public transportation, he meets Caroline and learns to navigate love and life. Uh, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. 37% on Metacritic. 59% of Google users liked it. This has got Bill Shatner. Everybody's favorite William Shatner oh. in it. Christopher yes. Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd's good. Okay. Uh, directed by Giaggio Serfoni. Oh, him! Yeah, my favorite.
2: Uh, also coming out six minutes to midnight. Summer nineteen thirty-nine. The influential families in Nazi Germany had sent their daughters to finish to finishing school in an English seaside town to learn the language and be ambassadors for a future looking national socialist. A teacher there sees what's coming and trying to raise uh, raise the alarm, but the authorities believe he is the problem. Uh, Directed by Andy Goddard. Uh, I like him. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is with... Jesus Christ. I know this. Uh, Jody... Jodie Foster? Is it Jodie Isard? Her name is? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, it looks like it's a good movie. Uh, it has uh, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 36% of Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't look that good. Uh, Eddie Isard, yeah. Eddie Isard and Judy Dench is in it. Oh, Okay.
1: The seventh day, which I think Fro's already seen, but this is when it this it's coming out in. Uh, it came out in the U.S. Uh, this week. Wow! Um, oh, okay. The rookie priest arrives for his first day of training with a renowned exorcist. As they plunge deeper into hell on earth, the lines between good and evil blur. The four point five out of ten on IMDb. Two out of five on yeah. Common Sense Media. Sixty two percent of Google users liked it. Uh, starring. Guy Pearce and Stephen Lang. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. It's not a good movie.
2: (laughs) Right. Uh, But yeah, if you had to pick a movie, I don't really have to ask, do I? Right, it's It's
1: clearly nobody, right? Yeah. Uh,
2: Nobody's going to watch that. (laughs) The other (laughs)
1: two besides Six Minutes to Midnight, I'd only watch them because they both look really bad. Like the ones got fifteen yeah. percent oh, senior moment. So, hey,
2: remember audible trial that I did before? session on the digital. It said, "Go there,
1: go there."
2: Uh, coming next
1: week, yes. I said, "Go there."
2: Yeah, go there. Uh, coming next week, we will do a news of the week. Uh, we will do tell you, <laughs> tell me your secrets episode seven. It's getting to the end. Uh, another digital review of the unholy and we will have a little surprise for you. Yeah,
1: a a little surprise that we're gonna take care of this week. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like we're killing someone. (laughs) I said take care (laughs) of him, not take care of him.
2: (laughs) I don't want to kill him. I just did it. (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
1: All right, yeah, Jeremy. So
2: round. talk about friendlies and flashing. Um, what did you
1: think about this week's friendies? It Was good, right? I thought the Dolph Ziggler story was very interesting. What did you think about that it story? Was. Yeah, did you, I never so knew? Weird. I never knew that. Me neither. I I guess it's interesting. I uh, uh-huh. I just find it. I don't know. I find it odd. I guess I never thought of why. Uh, I don't know. I just. I just always thought of Dolph Ziggler as kind of like a, a random playboy. Like he, that's not like, maybe that's just cause mm. that's always like been his character or whatever. You know what I mean? So.
2: Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I loved when she was like, Oh, I will show you my stomach. And she flashes. And, and oh, right. It's like, <laughs> so random. Uh, yeah. Yeah. PewDiePie changing
1: the name of Luvai—that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like looked away for half a second, and then at the be- well, at the <laughs> beginning, and I was like, "What did I just hear? Friday? That PewDiePie What was going on?" And then I, I think I was around the corner when the when the video started, and then I come around the corner, and later in the video they explain it, but I was so confused yeah. right at the beginning.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh... The new trailer for the new Suicide Squad came out this week.
1: Okay. With John Cena. Oh, with John Cena. John Cena. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, I did see par- part of this. I didn't watch the whole thing, actually. Uh, I don't know. Uh, sure, we're just going to keep redoing. If, if it's not good, we just redo it, right? I mean, it totally works with Ghostbusters,
2: so I don't know why you wouldn't do it again. Uh, right oh, wait it didn't work it didn't it work yeah
1: uh, did it work aw. with spider-man i guess it kind of did work with spider-man so that's what they're going off of like it didn't work the High first time thing. so we'll just yeah. redo it with Sp- like yeah <laughs> did you see what happened do you know who memulus is yes masked youtuber yes he posted this week on twitter uh okay i will do a face reveal what what was the exact thing if If Cat in the Hat from 2003 becomes the highest rated movie on IMDb, okay, Mm -hmm. so people started going to the IMDb page and upvoting Cat in the Hat from 2003 (laughs) in droves to the point where (laughs) IMDb had to start deleting uh, reviews because it started to actually gain traction.
2: (laughs) That is so funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very funny.
2: That is very, very funny and extremely stupid because that movie is terrible.
1: It is awful. I know. It's so bad. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, it's a meme. It's a funny meme.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch the... Uh, uh, I, uh, I really like this. Uh, vis- viratosium? Viratosium? Have you ever seen them? No, I don't think so. Uh, they have a lot of like videos of like why we can't have nice things and things like that very interesting uh, they did a conspiracy video this week was very interesting uh, yeah uh, swell entertainment oh yeah oh good as always uh... yes did the, about the movie that we talked about last week deadly illusions
1: yeah where she did a whole half hour breaking down just that one movie. So <laughs> go check that out. It was very funny and yeah, very, i very on point about like the problems with the ending of the film for sure. Yes. Very. Uh, the Pope came uh, out and said that, uh, the devil is real. Do you see this? No. Uh, he said the devil is taking advantage of the crisis to so, uh, meaning, uh, the uh, pandemic. To sow uh, distrust and uh, desperation and discord, Discord, he said, adding the pandemic has brought physical, psychological and spiritual suffering. Uh, he made it... Uh, Pope Francis has made it clear that he believes the devil is real, saying in 2018 document that it was a... It, it, it is a mistake to consider it a myth.
2: Mm. Have you ever had the racer mouse
1: look? No, never. I think they're a little... Okay. It's a little bit overpriced unless you're actually, like, doing some kind of p- competitive gaming, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, a very gaming uh, thing. But, yeah, they revealed their telescopic straw kit with a carrying case and a brush. It looks ridiculous.
3: Uh,
1: sure. Uh, uh, It seemed like, like, right before the pandemic hit, when I would go to, like, fast food restaurants in my area, they had started saying, hey... Uh, do you want a straw or do you not Do you not want a straw? That, like, right. every fast food place when you went to the drive-thru s- started doing that. It was just policy in the area. Once the pandemic hit, I went to fast food a few times, what, in the last few months. They just give you a straw now. It's like they completely forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> a dog that kept
2: sneaking into Dollar General for a unicorn the toy gets his plush and even new stock. Very sweet story on people. A very cute dog and a very cute stuffed animal. That was the same thing I saw this week.
1: Uh, let's see. It's internet stuff, I guess. Uh, Facebook uh, froze Nicolas Maduro, the leader of Venezuela's page, <laughs> over yeah. over COVID disinformation, is what they said. Uh, Tiger King Joe uh, told everybody that he was oh
2: yeah worse Ten minutes li- later, he uh, told them that he's not getting into wars.
1: Yeah, that, that story was, like, kind of up in the <laughs> air, like, what the hell is this all about? And, yeah it, yeah, it almost ended up on our news, but then everything kind of went the other way. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a... it's The leader of Michigan's Republican Party, uh, this guy referring to Gret- Gretchen Whitmere and other Democrats elected he he referred to them as witches uh that, he, wow. that needed to be softened up for burning at the stake um nice uh, people are saying this is a misogynistic reference to Gretchen Whitmere. right i have a feeling knowing america he probably actually just thinks they're they're
0: <laughs> witches
1: <laughs> would not surprise me
2: yeah, I think that's everything I have. Yeah,
1: I think that's it for this week.
2: Yeah, good show. Uh, if you like the show, sharing is caring. And if you listen this far into the show, you, you should just share it with someone. Do it. Okay, uh, my name
1: is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.